better than a yuletide hanging, Meg Milligrew, Elizabeth's strewing herb mistress and court herbalist, said as she came into the Queen's privy chamber with a basket of white-buried mistletoe. The decking of halls is not to begin until the afternoon, the Queen remarked, looking up from her reading. I want to be there to see it, mayhap to help. It is to be later, but your maids were trying to snatch these to make a kissing bunch when I need them for Cat's new medicine. In the slant of morning light, Elizabeth sat at the small table before a Thames-side window, frowning over documents Cecil had given her to read. She could hardly discipline herself to heed her duties, for the palace was already astir with plans and preparations. This evening began the special twelve days of Christmas celebration she had promised her people, Cat, and herself, though December 25 itself was always counted as the first day. Cat seems to do well with that mistletoe powder in her wine, the Queen observed, sanding her signature. Using it has been worth the risk, and heaven knows the royal physicians haven't come up with anything better. I'll never forget the look on your face, Your Grace, when I told you that taking too much of it is poison, but just enough has calmed the heat of Cat's heart's furnace and given her new life. I knew to trust your knowledge on it, and pray I will always know whom to trust, Elizabeth said as if to herself. She rose and turned to the window. Scratching the frost off a pane with her fingernails, she gazed out. Though a small stream of open water still flowed at the centre, the broad Thames was freezing over from both banks. She took that for a fortuitous sign that a frost fair on that vast expanse was a good possibility. As the Queen returned to her work, the Mistress of the Herbs worked quietly away, and the Mistress of the Realm was content to have her here. Since before she was Queen, Elizabeth had gathered about her several servants, as well as courtiers, she could trust. She and Meg Milligrew had been through tough times together, and Meg was a member of what the Queen dubbed her Privy Plot Council. Should some sort of crime or plot threaten the Queen's court or person, Her Majesty assembled her covert coterie to look into it and work directly with her to solve the problem. Meg greatly resembled the slender, red-haired, pale Queen, and so could stand in for her, at least at a distance if need be. Cat Ashley had been a valued member of the secret group before her faculties began to fade, and the brilliant wily Cecil had ever served his queen as well privily as publicly. Stephen Jenks, Meg's betrothed and a fine horseman, had been the queen's personal bodyguard in her days of exile, and now was in the Earl of Leicester's retinue, though ever at the royal beck and call.